episode 15. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. All right, Men of Abundance, it's Monday and we have another wonderful conversation coming at you today with Angus Nelson. And stick around to the end because Angus left a gift for Men of Abundance and he talks about it at the end of this episode. As usual, I want you to be abundant in your life today and there are so many ways that you can do that. One of which is simply by sharing this podcast with just three people. The way you can do that is you can send it in an email or you can post it on your social media, on your Facebook, Twitter. The first thing you'll need to do is subscribe to whatever platform that it is you're listening to this podcast on. Subscribe to Men of Abundance so that you don't miss one single episode. Then use that same platform to share on Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is that you have the option for on your platform. You can show that link to this specific episode or you can simply share menofabundance.com where you can find all of the awesome episodes that have been posted so far. All right, go ahead and take care of that as soon as you get done with this show, as long as you're not driving. All right, our guest today, Angus Nelson, works with the executives of the world's largest companies as a speaker, coach, and facilitator. He's spoken at corporate headquarters for Walmart, Whole Foods, Coke, BMW, and others. Angus also hosts an Inc.com top 20 business podcast called Up In Your Business and has been featured on AOL.com, Huffington Post, and Venture Beat. And Angus's book is called Love's Compass, How Do You Recover After a Lost Relationship? Angus, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks. And do you, do you like Wallace? Wally. Wally. Yeah. I love it. You know, the funny thing about that is I went through, I'm, I'm 48 years old, and I went and joined the military, and I did all this stuff throughout my entire life. And I get out here in Hawaii, and I go to get my Hawaii driver's license. And you know they catch, I had to show my social security card. And on my social security card, it says Wally instead of Wallace. And they caught that. <laughs> That's so like, great. Like five years ago. And I'm like, yeah. really? I, went, I joined the military with this social security card. And here it is. You guys are catching it as my nickname on there. And I never even noticed it. Your entire life. That's great. My entire life. And I've always gone by Wally or, you know, I've been gone I've been called many other things too, but <laughs> Well, um as as being named Angus, sometimes they leave the G out. Uh, <laughs> and then I'm just a dirty hole. Just terrible. Yeah. You know, so we grew up with thick skin with names like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's the truth. And and furthermore, I grew up in central Wisconsin, so it's, you know, the heart of Dairyland and I'm named after cattle. It's awesome. Awesome. So you're in Tennessee right now, though, right? I am. Yeah, in Nashville. Nice, nice. I've not been around that part yet, but uh, the time will come, I'm sure. Yeah, well, come on. Perfect. Hey, so, you know, before we got started, I mentioned a few things about you, went through your bio, talked about some of the stuff you have going on, but let's hear a little bit more from you and what you're doing, your background, and let's get a little bit personal. Sure. Um, so a little bit more about me currently. Um, I'm doing business coaching. Um, I also do motivational speaking and inspirational and speaking as well. 
I don't know what the distinguished one is there. I, both those rolled off my tongue. I don't know which is which. Uh, but a speaker. And then in addition, um, I'm also the host of a podcast called Up In Your Business. Um, so speaking of Up In Your Business, um, I actually went through a time in my life where I had to get up in my own business. And I'm sure you want to jump into that personal side. Um, if I go back to the late 90s, I was running a nonprofit organization. And I became a workaholic. I was trying to do a good thing, and in so doing, I lost my identity. And that organization became what I found value in. And that was a season of life where my narcissism and my ego were driving me. And um, in coping with the pain of working 60, 70, 80 hour work weeks, trying to do this quote unquote good thing and prove to the community and to my wife and to my family, to um, the nonprofit world around us, which was highly competitive. I coped with pornography and that led to alcohol. And from there I combined the two into um, promiscuity. So within a period of just a couple of years, I destroyed my marriage, uh, destroyed um, the organization, and then in addition, my entire self-worth, and spent the next three years trying to put all the pieces back together again. And that was a period of um, listening to a lot of counseling. Um, I finally got to a place of humility where I asked for help. and. Um, started to just take apart each step of that identity, those addictions, and that persona that I had painted uh, piece by piece. And then in 2005, there was a writer that I had been reading, and he had a, a school down in Alabama. And at the time, I was in Wisconsin, and I said, you know what, I'm putting my house in the market, I'm moving and sitting under this guy for a year. And during that time, I went through kind of a holistic approach to psychology and emotional health, as well as a spiritual quotient as well, and just experienced my own personal transformation. Um, and it wasn't easy. Um, it wasn't fun. Um, but now looking back at it, I've just become incredibly grateful. And that was a beautiful time in my life now, looking back at it. Yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of learning experiences from that whole part, from, from all of that adversity and everything you was going through. What was the, the major kick in the gut moment at that point? I mean, you mentioned a lot of stuff, but what was just that, that moment that you just realized you were at the bottom and, and really needed a change in your life? Um, it was a series of kicks in the guts. Um, each step um, was a new fear and a new fear conquered took me to a new echelon. Um, I think the first step was you know, going through my divorce, the final date on uh, when the paperwork was all signed. We were in the courtroom. The judge affirmed it was December 23rd of 2003, two days before Christmas. And all of my family was out of town uh, at different holiday affairs, and I was all by myself. And I can remember falling apart underneath my Christmas tree in my living room and it was probably one of the lowest points of my life. I was suicidal um, I was at my end and I said you know what, I'm done listening to my own BS and nothing really changed at that point immediately um, except for the fact that I started reading some books 
and from there I started flipping on uh, videos and um, some motivational pieces and then I had a man step into my life and it uh, quite honestly it was a supernatural experience this guy said you're thinking about suicide out of the blue I didn't tell this guy I didn't tell anybody and I broke down right in front of him and this guy just started speaking strength into my life and he said your past does not define you today is the day of a new beginning if you'll choose it wow where did this guy where where did this guy come from is this somebody you knew from your past or uh he was a friend of my dad's and my dad was a pastor and um this guy just out of the blue just walked up in front of me and like I said, it was, I, I can't explain it, it was a supernatural experience. Um, I had gone to this men's retreat with my dad. He asked me to come along, and so I traveled with him to Colorado. And I was just sitting in the crowd, minding my own business. And um, yeah, this guy pegged me, be, made a beeline, and delivered a message that changed my life. Um, there was another period, too, when... Like I said, I put my house in the market. I was reading a book called Becoming the Person You Want to Be. And the premise of the book is we are always so busy trying to strive, earn, and attain something we want to become instead of recognizing that everything that we're desiring is something already within us and all we have to do is be that. And that was another pivotal moment because my entire life was an A, you know, personality, get stuff done, make things happen. And here I was being confronted with the fact that this stuff was already existing in me. Are you kidding me? How is that even possible? And I was filled with, you know, like I said, all this chaos. And when I started to peel back some of those elements through counseling and, you know, now trying to rewire my brain, I started to recognize that much of that chaos was a product of my own striving that I was the product of my own chaos. That everything I was experiencing was stuff that I was plugging into my brain and accepting as my own reality and accepting it as truth. So through that course, I started becoming super intentional. And I started writing on my bathroom mirror with uh, dry erase markers. And I started writing uh, affirmations and quotes and scriptures and anything that I was trying to do to paint a different pictures because when I woke up in the morning that was the first thing I saw when I went to bed at night that was the last thing in my eyesight and I slowly started to meditate on these things and started learning different principles and tools on how to see myself differently and take um, my mind and create visualization of how to address different situations now in, in light of a healthy mindset and a healthy emotion and what I found in all of this is that you know, most of us live our lives in one of two places. We either live in the past or we live in the future. And in the past, it's positive or negative. You have something tragic, something painful, and we say, that's the reason why I'll never become something. That's the reason why I'll never be this person. And that becomes a victim mentality that robs us of being our most effective self. Or something fantastic happens, and it was amazing, and it was beautiful. And we're like, do you remember that? Do you remember the good old days? If only we could get back to that, then, then I could be happy, then I could be successful, then I could be whatever. That's all living in the past. 
the other side of that is living in the future that I'll be happy when I have this and the problem with that mentality is when you have this then there's that and then after you get that then there's this and then after this there's another that and it becomes like a hamster on a wheel running and chasing after something that you think is going to fulfill and never will in addition you're looking to the left and the right and you see other people on their journey and you start comparing your progress with their progress and your expected outcome never seems to be fulfilled but some way somehow you qualify and place judgment that they have fulfilled theirs and so you continually beat yourself down and mentally sabotaging every opportunity for you to excel your own capacities and what I learned was to live in the present because in the present it's the only day you can do anything about it the acronym is the only day actually yours that's today and if today I can live in light of what's around me and what I have before me now I can grow to a place of gratitude grow to a place of fulfillment and satisfaction grow to a place that out of that comes joy and love and generosity and, you know here's an interesting thing Wally people love to be around happy people and when I started taking on this new mindset I started to become happy I started to see things unfold I met my wife I had new business opportunities I was elevated and promoted and then I got to work into corporate and my background was anything but I didn't work in corporate I came from a nonprofit background and now all of a sudden I'm working with fortune 1000 companies how in the world did that happen and as I was doing that I found that my story became something that resonated with other people and I found myself coaching within this company that I founded with another guy um, that they resonated over this performance mentality that they themselves had made a success of business but they themselves did not feel successful in life and so uh, I decided to build a business out of it and so that's what I'm doing today is speaking into men's lives speaking into women's lives that you are more than enough and that no matter where you're at and what you're going through you are not alone and men of abundance this is exactly why I decided to start this community and build this men of abundance community and this podcast to have people like Angus on and talk about this exact subject in being happy in the moment and being happy today and Angus I, it, we both we we're, we're in the same circles we know a lot of the same people and we see people that are just hustling all the time the grind the hustle whatever they want to call it whatever the the catchphrase is of the week mm -hmm. but so many people and myself included for many many years and I have this conversation all the time on this show and you can see a trend here that the happiness <laughs> it just doesn't come to people who are chasing something else and you, you you use the compare and despair you know you compare with other people you're always going to find despair you're always going to be trying to compare right? with somebody yeah. else and it's just tiring mm -hmm. and after a while you just got to sit back and reflect and go what the heck am i doing what you know i'm not happy i've been chasing this for years and and some people get to where they wanted to be, where they thought they wanted to be financially. They have the cool stuff. They have the cool cars. They have the cool house. But they're just not fulfilled. And mm -hmm. you can't be fulfilled if you're not happy first. And I did the same thing. As soon as I realized this and I became happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing and then start paying that forward to other men, 
and other people. Mm-hmm. It was amazing how much came into my life. How many people like yourself and so many other people came into my life. It's the connections that I, it's, it's my network and the connections that I, that I thrive for most that really drives me. It's so true. And, you know, it's particularly for men. We, we find it very difficult to be vulnerable. We find it difficult to be transparent. And yet, you know, that's the very thing that we so desperately want. We want to be known. We want to be understood. And, you know, we're so filled with all of this crap thinking that if people actually knew us, then what would happen? You know, we're afraid to, to show weakness. We're afraid to, to, you know, be in a place where we think others would think that, you know, we have fallacy. And yet, it's in that same element of, of being genuine and being real that you actually find strength instead of weakness. And that's in our brokenness that we can actually find beauty. Agreed. And, and being in the military and in that, that whole facade you just talked about right there really stands true. And it has for many years that men just do not want to admit their weaknesses and ask for help. And mm-hmm. I've found that the men that do reveal their weaknesses and ask for help, they go on to live some amazing lives and bring so many people along with them. And one of the things I, I want to go back to that you mentioned is when the where you found your inspiration from one the man that came to you first off his skills and god bless him that's divine Mm -hmm. intervention and Mm -hmm. he recognized something in you and then you also had the books that you were reading so my point is is where you get your inspiration can sometimes be from somebody you know or somebody who recognizes it recognizes you and those those traits in you but also when you pick up the right books and you read the right books whether you're reading or listening to audio which i do i listen to a lot of audio books mm-hmm. uh it's bottom line it's a coach you yeah. have somebody you you have somebody that you resonate with you have the information and you're being coached through your life and being coached means like you exactly what you said it was already in you it was just it just had to that information and those skills and that mentality had to be coached out of you because it yeah. was already there. Yeah, it's so true. It's so absolutely true. And if you don't have someone in your life um, that is given permission to ask the tough questions, if you don't give someone permission to kind of see you for who you are, you're truly missing out. You know, it's it's. I, I heard somebody say this a, a few weeks back. They said it's it's impossible to read the label in your own jar. I've never heard that, and that is very, very right, (laughs) right. And I'm like, here I am. I'm stuck in my jar, and I don't even know what I'm capable of. I don't know what I'm made for. I can't read my label. I need somebody else to come and pull that out of me and and speak that into me and say, you know what you are. You know what you can do. Do you know what impact you have in people's lives? That will change you. I, I, I like to say this: that it's not in what we believe. It's not in who we believe that has the most power to transform us. It's in those that believe in us. That's where transformation comes. And when we invite other people into our lives and we show them the full Monty, show them the full you know, deck, and they unconditionally accept us, unconditionally love us, and then beyond that, show appreciation and value for the men that we are, holy hell, you will rise to that occasion. You will be far superior a man than you ever thought possible. Absolutely. That's brilliant. And what, what do you say to the men 
out there who, at this point, don't seem to have somebody in their life that can be that person to read their label and tell them who they are and what their potential is. So the first person I say is, you know, go find a professional. If you don't have somebody personal, go find a professional, a counselor, a therapist, or something like that, because <laughs> they're protected by law to kind of, you know, protect you. Um, and so that's the first foremost, because once you bring something into light, and you can finally, like, get things out of your mouth. What you'll find is that some of the things you're thinking that sound so normal in your head, when you hear them come out of your mouth, you'll be like, huh that's ridiculous <laughs> and furthermore the guy sitting across from you will hear what you're saying and said you know how ridiculous that sounds right and obviously the, they might package up a little kinder but hopefully they'll speak you know speak truth and just tell you like it is second of all when you are ready and you bring that stuff into the light it's like a fungus as long as it's hidden in darkness it grows if it's addiction, if it's self-hate, if it's low self-worth, whatever it is, that's growing inside you. The moment you bring it out into the light, it dies. It loses its power. That's number one. Number two is finding somebody else will happen after you get it out the first time. You know, there's that old cliche that says when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. It's amazing how serendipity and, and life itself will bring about the right person at the right time and it's most likely somebody you already know and you just don't realize the depth of that relationship the depth of that individual and you will have opportunity to share with them something over a beer something over you know a campfire and once you make that connection I love to say it's like men trading daggers when you share something that if the world knew that you think would destroy you and then they share something with you that they think the same, the bond that comes with that, the strength, the fortitude, the courage, that's manhood. And that can only happen through a powerful connection and confession. Yeah, and the power in that whole thing is what you started with, is verbalizing what your fears and your desires are. And by doing that, in my experience, and there's a lot of different thought processes on this, and some people say, well, if you verbalize what your dreams and goals are then there's dream stealers out there who are going to take what you know knock you down take what you want so on and so forth however i found in my experience that when i verbalized something and i put it out to the world at least to the right people and in the mm -hmm. right groups mm -hmm. uh, so much just appears it just yeah. appears stuff opportunities that weren't that were there before i just couldn't see they they appear they just magically appear and i, I call it divine intervention personally but yeah. I find that verbalization is extremely important. And that's part of the reason why I set up a, a community for men of abundance to communicate and talk about these issues. And it's, it's making a pretty good impact so far. And just that's getting awesome. in the right groups and being able to do that. Yeah. And, you know, there, it was, um, there's a quote by uh, Joseph Campbell that says, In the cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. Amazing. Yeah, I like that quote. In fact, that's one of the quotes I'm going to use. <laughs> <laughs> there you Later. go. This is one of the things that I like to, to just kind of give people invitation to is that every time you, f you con are confronted by a fear, it's an invitation for a new echelon of being. Because when you face a fear, all you need is slightly more courage than fear. That's it. 
you don't need it. You don't. It's not an either or. You don't have fear or you have courage. They're synonymous. It's like the two are the same stairway, but to, they both take you to a different direction. And you have to choose in that moment. Am I just going to embrace slightly more courage than I have fear? That's when you'll rise to the next level. Agreed. And and the fear is just coming from the unknown. So once you step into that, personally. I find that is an adventure. It is fearful to step into something unknown. But once you step in and you step in with the right people by your side, or at least mm-hmm. the right knowledge from a book or, or whatever, uh, it, it minimizes the fear a little bit and increases your courage. But again, once you step into that, it's a whole new world in there. Mm-hmm. Very good point. I like that. Yeah. So yeah. at what point did you, I think you might have mentioned this already, but at what point was basically your enough is enough, this has got to change? And what was your what was your pivot point to got you into doing what it is you're doing today? Um, okay, so those are like two questions. The pivotal of when enough was enough, like I said, it was a series. Um, and each one of those, I think, was me facing that next fear. In that was me facing imposter syndrome. In that was me facing, you know, who knows what's happened? Who knows about my past? Like, I had to, each one of those was a different level. And then after I came through all of that, then it was rebuilding confidence. And I had different men step into my life and give me opportunity to lead. Um, one was an organization and one was a small group. And they showed confidence in me. And that gave me permission to start believing in myself upon that i had this company uh, opportunity to um, launch which i've been with for the last three years i just left the company uh, last week in fact and i found myself in a room with all of these executives from these big brands as i was stating before and i'd have to speak at different places in fact the very first uh, headquarters that i spoke at was walmart you know it's fortune one you know, it's not Fortune 25, Fortune 500. It was Fortune 1. And I was scared spitless. Like, what What am I going to do? And I was so, like, I went up there. I did my thing. I was, I know I was overzealous. I know I was overselling. I was a little hyper. I don't know. I, but I got it done. And over a period of time I got opportunities to speak at other headquarters and speak into other in front of other executives and I was speaking at South by Southwest and right in front of me were uh, two C-suites one from 3M and I think the other one was from Unilever and I'm like in my head with a completely different perspective and I just said alright here we go each level that I've had to confront came with great intention and for me to where I am now I believe coaching, mentoring, um, telling my story, writing my books are all a product of each step along the way. And that there is no one finale that says, ah, I've arrived, but it is a continual progression and journey on an adventure that you choose, and this is very intentional, that you have to choose to grow incrementally with each one of those challenges. Challenges are not failures, they are learning. And when you see that failure, quote unquote, it's not over, it's never over. It's the beginning of something new. And what lessons have you learned that you can apply to this next opportunity? Man, I can imagine you first stepping out on that that stage 
with Walmart, that is definitely some nerve-wracking uh, opportunity that you mm-hmm. had there that, wow, yeah, I can imagine that. And, you know, here's the thing, like, that was a forced issue, right? <laughs> but I've had others that I did on my own that were self-imposed because there are challenges that in me, like, just for an example, I despise heights. I, I, I do not like looking down from vast quantities of footage down into the abyss. It freaks me out. And now at 45 years of age, every time I get an opportunity, I force myself to the glass. I was just in Chicago up in the Hancock building on the 96th floor and I stood and, and pulled a Ferris Bueller, you know, and put my forehead <laughs> right on the glass. And I was like, the inside of my thighs are locked up. My testicles are somewhere up around my, my lung cavity. I'm, I mean, I'm just like, and I forced myself because I do not want to let fear rule my life. And now when I feel fear, I confront it. Yeah, and you know, many have heard that public speaking, more people would rather die than speak in, in front of three Boy Scouts. Uh, and, and you <laughs> right. jump up in front of, you know, Walmart Corporation. How did you end up, how did you get into that, by the way? How did you end up speaking for Walmart? That's my company. Uh, our company, we worked with Fortune 1000 brands um, around the globe, and we, we deal with innovation and educate them in all of the different startups, everything from, you know, the sharing economy and, you know, Uber, Lyft, Airbnb, all of these things, you know, were just burgeoning three years ago. And then into the maker movement, now we're looking at autonomous vehicles, artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, um, you know, all of these different disruptions. Uh, Bitcoin and blockchain, I got to learn firsthand what these companies are facing in the context of change. And there's an interesting little metaphor there because companies that have been around for 40, 60, 80, 100 years doing the same thing they've always done and now they like to think that they're innovating are really struggling against their own bureaucratic mindsets. And change is hard. And it is the same thing in our own minds. We come to grow and accept whatever's in our head and our mind from our experience and from our environment, and we accept that as normal. And now when somebody brings us an opportunity for us to step outside of our normal, which is actually chaos, we're bit by fear. And that element of stepping outside of who we are becomes such a detrimental piece to us that we would rather cling and hold on to the chaos and pain that we have rather than to let go. And so I always like to give this little metaphor that if you take your hands and you, you know, Wally, if you close both your hands right in front of you and you make clenched fists and I want to hand you something, what do you have to do with your hands? I have to open them. You have to let go of what you know in order for you to grasp something you don't know. And for many people, that can seem so very scary. And yet emotionally and psychologically, if you can find your courage to let go of some of your mindsets and um, some of your limiting beliefs, you will find that on the other side of that fear is something that will set you free, something that will give you massive confidence, something that will give you massive victory in who you are and what you're about. But only you can choose whether you will let go in order that you can grasp. Yeah, and that's something that's 
with everything going on around the world today and specifically in the United States, that is something that is so desperately needed for people to just let go of limiting beliefs and what they believe they know. And the only thing that I know from my experience, one of the greatest things that will allow that to happen is a significant emotional event. Other than mm-hmm. that, you just have to reach down inside yourself and really let go, like you said, and yeah. I love that you point that out. So, yeah, that's amazing. So we're getting ready to pay it forward here. Are you ready for that? Sure. Men of Abundance, you know I always suggest you have some sort of side hustle going on, and some of you are racking your brain wondering what in the heck can you do as a side hustle that's not going to take up too much of your time away from your job, your family, and other activities you already have going on in your life. As with most opportunities, time is of the essence, and of course, this is no different. Now, as of the posting of this episode, it is the 1st of August, 2016. And for the next three weeks, you're going to get a free exclusive look at a brand new technology company that is completely disrupting the industry, just like Uber has completely disrupted the transportation industry. So if you're finally ready to start a side hustle and you want to take a look at this industry disruptor completely free, go to menofabundance.com, click on the resources tab, scroll down, And look for the Hodo image and link. That's H-O-D-O. Click on that. Watch that two and a half minute video. If it at all interests you, get back with me and I'll send you some more information so that you can make an educated decision on if this side hustle is what you've been looking for. All right, let's get back to the show. Awesome. So share with men of abundance one to three actionable steps that they can take today in reference to living their life of abundance. Uh, actionable steps. First one is be you. Um, we all need, um, you know, to stop being so hard on ourselves. And we find it very difficult to expect or to accept that who I am is enough. And so we put all these parameters and expectations in ourselves. And like we said before, our comparison. So the first one is be you. Learn how to love yourself. Learn how to deal with your stuff. And like I said before, if you need to, go get a third party, whether that be a, a counselor, a therapist, a, a minister, somebody to get in your life, get in your space. Find a, a really trusted friend. Be you. Number two, learn how to be present. That's what we talked about before. When you embrace today, that's where you truly find contentment. Number three, be intentional. And I'm going to break intentional into three parts. One is get community. Like we said before, we all need other men in our lives to ask those tough questions, to help us deal with real issues, and to unconditionally embrace us and encourage us just because of who we are. Number two is be con- uh, deal with your consciousness, deal with your mindset. Develop a mind that works for you and not against you. And that means reading good books, getting around good people, getting coaching, um, just fall in love with assessments. Everything from Myers-Briggs, Colby A-Index, Disc Profile, uh, Strengths Finders. Go find out more about yourself and what you'll discover is as you are learning more about yourself, you'll start to understand those around you. And the second piece of that is 
after you learn about other people, you'll start understanding how to communicate with them in a way that becomes self-aware, becomes powerful, and connected to the community around you. And then last piece goes to what we were saying before. Be courageous. You know, fear, that fear we were talking about is your invitation to rise to that next level, that next echelon. And in order for you to level up, you've got to lean into that fear. So be courageous. What daily habits make the most impact in your life? Visualization. So for me, I close my eyes and I picture a situation or a circumstance um, in one of two ways. If it's something that I've done wrong in, I've fallen short in, say, an argument with my wife, um, a way I handled a, a, a colleague, I'll rehearse that situation in my head, but rather than beat myself up for the ways that I didn't do it right, I'll start seeing myself doing it from a way that's more loving, more kind, more wise, more intentional. And I'll see it over and over until I see myself being that guy. And then I go back to that situation. If I have opportunity to make it right, I make it right. If I don't have opportunity to make it right, the next time I face it, it'll be right. The second piece of that is I also visualize who I am. And in that visualization, I close my eyes and I see within myself like a glowing ball of light, almost like a, some kind of a nuclear fission that turns faster and faster and faster and gets brighter and brighter and brighter and almost like warm honey. I feel it go from inside my belly to my chest, down my legs, out my arms, up my head. And as it reaches the epidermis of my body it starts to break free through my hands and my feet out my back out my chest out the top of my head out my eyes and my mouth and I see and feel the power of creativity and capacity within me that I have the ability to influence the world in ways that I've never imagined and that as I tap into the visualization of who I really am I see nothing but ability I see nothing but understanding. I see nothing but wisdom. I see nothing but unlimited power. And from that, I live my life, and I address my day. Man, you just took me to an awesome place, and uh, I feel extremely powerful right now. Seriously, I mean, the visualization of that is just amazing. You see, because our world is surrounded by fear, and our human quotient, for whatever reason, embraces the negative side of us. And the only way we can get past it is to counteract how we see ourselves. And it will change how you speak to your children, how you speak to your spouse, how you speak to your colleague. Because coming from that place of abundance and that place of power, you have nothing to gain and nothing to lose. You have nothing to prove. And you can be content just to be you. And people are drawn to that sincerity. And they are drawn to you in that masculinity that is confidence. That's how you make a difference in this world. So you've already mentioned quite a few books, and we'll list those on the show notes page. And But what other books would you recommend to Men of Abundance and why? Uh, the first one I would recommend is Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. That was the book that I read coming out of my um, first marriage and, and out of my failure. My counselor handed me that book and said, I want you to read this. Not only did I read it, but I devoured it. In that, he talks about three things, and I'll probably screw this up because it's been a while, but the three things that we all quest for as men is that we want a battle to, to fight, 
we want a prize to win and we want a princess to rescue and throughout the book he talks about the metaphor of movies and film and story and legend and myth and that that is powerful because that's the way the heart of a man works we are part of those myths we are part of those stories and we can live abundantly in those our own story and the one question from that book that rattled me was when he said that every man wrestles with this question do I have what it takes so when I put my son to bed at night, I'm super intentional with both my son and my daughter. I tell them three things each. I love you, I'm proud of you, and I believe in you. And then each one has their own unique. With my daughter, I tell her, you're beautiful. Now tell daddy why. And she tells me, I'm smart. It's because I'm, or it's because I'm uh, kind, because I'm thoughtful, because I'm generous. And she tells me all the ways of beauty that are internal. And a couple years ago, she actually turned to me in a, in a toy store and says, Daddy, I feel sorry for Barbie. And I said, why is that? And she said, because Barbie only thinks she's beautiful on the outside. With my son, I tell him this one question. You have what it takes. Now tell Daddy why. And he tells me the same. Because I don't quit. Because I'm kind. Because I'm generous. Because I'm creative. And he goes through this whole little diatribe because I want my kids at their age right now they're six and seven I want their thinking and their capacity to be geared towards successful living and the programming that we have in our minds specifically between the ages of one and six are the formative years for how we will see ourselves for the rest of our lives and if we don't have those contended with by then we'll spend the rest of our lives trying to cope for the inadequacies and the failures and the damage that was done during those years yeah those affirmations are extremely powerful yeah and the second book I recommend um, is called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown and it's a book about vulnerability and transparency and she's amazing um, but the book is based on just the term Daring Greatly which was Theodore Roosevelt who said this quote and I'll read it for you um, it's not the critic who counts not the man who points out the strong, uh, where the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst if he fails at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat amazing so you already know that uh, men of abundance at the end of our 12 month anniversary we are going to be donating a portion of our revenue to various charities and what i do is i afford my guests the opportunity to mention a charity that we would give to on your behalf what charity would that be uh, the charity i support is called the mentoring project um, which is a project that was started by an author named donald miller who um, wrote a book called fatherless generations and um, he himself was a product of not having that father figure um, as a real natural father but later in life having somebody step in and fulfill that role 
and with that conviction he started this nonprofit organization where they help to create mentors in cities to help kids who have no debt and I love those guys so I support them that's perfect I had never heard of that one I'll definitely be looking that up and I will be adding that to your show notes at menofabundance.com as well as to the giving tab at menofabundance.com so I have one last question for you before we close this up and that is what does living a life of abundance mean to you Angus? abundance is mindset flat and simple Uh, abundance is not about things it's not about stuff it's about an understanding that you are enough and from that you can be the man you need to be for your spouse for your kids for your community you are enough beautiful i love it so leave us with um parting guidance and a way for men of abundance to get in touch with you you mean i haven't shared enough wally man you have shared so many value bombs it's just amazing and uh if you have anything to leave us then great i I think you've left quite a bit but um if you have a parting piece of guidance and uh, a way to get in contact with us that would be great or get in contact with you sure so my parting guidance is this is get your crap straight and make it contagious i love it (laughs) you know get get your head out of your nether regions tackle this thing be the man you're to be not out of your exertion not out of your striving not for your efforts to become but from a place that surrenders who you are and yields to the man you really deeply actually are give that man permission to rise give that man permission to have authority in your life and give that man permission to take ownership of everything you put your hand to not from a place of ego not from a place of narcissism and power but from a place of serving of gratitude and of generosity if you want to get a hold of me you can go to angusnelson.com um, I totally am here to serve you in any way you can get a hold of me on twitter at Angus Nelson. if you have questions or comments you want to reach out to me please do uh, the other thing is I have a free gift for your audience if you're interested. Awesome, absolutely. I have an ebook because I believe relationships are a critical component to our success in the future. In addition to learning, being a self-learner and reading these books we've been talking about, it's also about connecting with people. And so I have an ebook called Networking with Credibility and Effectiveness. And it's about you um, learning some simple principles on how to offer giving and serving instead of taking. It's all about the value you add to the people around you, and this book will show you how, and I'll make that available at angusnelson.com forward slash men of abundance, all one word, men of abundance, and you can get that as a free download. Other than that, I got a book coming out 2017 called Empowering Work. It'll help you get past your own mindsets to be your most effective self in the coming age of the change and democratization of gigification in jobs. And do you have a, a link for that book yet for any any like a launch team or anything like that? I don't, but we're we're working on it as we speak. Perfect. So when you get that, let me know and I'll go ahead and add that to the show notes as well and we'll plus up your uh, launch team. Awesome. Much appreciated. Thanks, Absolutely Wally. too easy, man. That's what we're all about. Man, I really appreciate your time. You're you've shared so many uh, value bombs and so much information for men of abundance. I, it's, it's just my hope that men 
have listened and take heed to what you said put it into action and if you need anything else get a hold of angus nelson absolutely wonderful man and very abundant in his thinking and he will be there for you you got it awesome have an awesome day angus (laughs) you too thanks wally That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.